it is true that grace covers it all, right. but it's, it, that's our salvation. But at, at, at the same point, you know, we have to work with grace. Mm-hmm. We, we right. allow grace to work in our lives. And so we have to minister alongside of grace. So me, you know, uh, speaking the word and confessing the word and, and knowing who you are in Christ Jesus and knowing you're standing in Christ and, you know, knowing that you're not trying to get healed, but you are the healed of the Lord. I mean, that's a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so if I'm teaching on healing, I, I will just, you know, hey, listen, you know, it's not that I'm trying to get it. It's that I've already received it by grace. And now my faith appropriates what I receive. My, my faith responds to what I receive. So, so we're going to confess today, you know, I am the healed of the Lord. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast with Al Jennings. When you receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Listen in as we discuss the effortless life of God's grace. Welcome everybody to the Living by Grace podcast. I'm Al Jennings and... I'm glad to have you with me today and also glad, excited to to have on the show with me today the brother who turned me on to the gospel of grace, Pastor Steve McIntosh. Steve is the founding senior pastor of Discovery Church International in Fishers, Indiana. He is also founder of McIntosh Ministries, which teaches others to live successful Christian lives through the power of God's grace and unconditional love. Pastor Steve holds a Master of Arts in Leadership Development from Southeastern University. He's married to his lovely wife, Holly, and they have three daughters and four grandchildren. Hey, 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 man, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, my friend. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Well, hey, th- hey, thank you so much, Pastor Al, for uh, having me on. Uh, it's, it's a real blessing. So I, I, I really, really want you to know that. Oh, yeah, man. I tell you what, man. You always have a special place in my heart, man, because you were bold enough to open your heart up to me and, and share with me the good news, man, in a more complete way. And uh, man, it just filled in a lot of gaps for me, man. Wow. Yes, it, it actually did the same for me. And, uh, you know, especially uh, being in ministry for so many years and and thinking I had a handle on everything. Right. It filled in so much. My daughter, Kay, who serves as our uh, minister of music at our church, she came to me right after I had received the revelation of the grace message. And she said, dad, for the first time in my life, it makes sense. And of course she's been with us, uh, you know, she's 36 years old. So she's been with us all these years of ministry and, and really it just turned on the light to her to what, what the true gospel is all about. Right. Right. How did you get a hold of it? Uh, you know, it's, I started watching or listening to Joseph Prince. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, it, it and when he started talking, I was like, "Hold on a second, let, let, <laughs> me, let me think about this, right?" <laughs> right. And, and uh, I, I said, "Man, you know," and, and it just started to click. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 
good night, man. You know how revelation is, you know, like yes. that, that, uh, that Rama revelation that you get when, when all of a sudden things just line up and, and you have that aha moment. Uh, so, so I started listening to Joseph and, uh, then I got his book destined to rain and I kind of devoured that thing. And, you know, and, and I said, man, this, this is just, this is it. This is just, uh, you know, this is, this is the gospel. This yes, is the sir. good thing. And, uh, you, you know, Al, and, and I know you know this because we both were kind of in similar backgrounds in, sure. in, in our teaching and thing, but, you know, just not having the assurance, the full assurance of your salvation. I mean, that is something that, uh, that is just, I believe, so detrimental to Christians because it's like, you know, God loves me one moment and next, next moment he doesn't love me. <laughs> he loves me. He loves me not. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that mixture. Mixture. Yeah. 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 Send me that note in, in grade school. Right. You know, <laughs> do you love me? Circle yes or no. You know? <laughs> uh, and pass it back. And, and most, of, most of the time, honestly, most of the time I felt that God didn't love me because I felt like I always had to try to measure up. Yeah. I had to perform. Yeah, yeah, always had to try to perform, you know, and uh, it just never, never, uh, never, never enough, never enough, never enough. It was always, always always having to perform and do more. Yeah, God has done so much for you. So what are you doing for him? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. bro. I grew up in a very heathenistic, what I would call heathenistic home. My parents really didn't attend church uh, of any kind. So I, I grew up in that environment. They loved me. They, they did the very best they could. Uh, but that was the environment I grew up in. They just didn't have a whole lot of background. They weren't uh, church themselves. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, when I was a senior in high school, I, I lost my father and uh, I uh, uh, was going to a church of Christ a little bit because my cousins went there and and I was actually baptized in the Church of Christ, but did not have an inward change at all in my heart until I moved to Michigan. And I had an older brother that was attending a small Pentecostal church there and uh, invited me. And I remember walking in the door, man, I thought, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) I have never seen anything like it. They were clapping hands and they were jumping and you know, they were talking in a language, and I'm thinking, "What is this?" What is, you know? <laughs> but I was I was 17. But what really was amazing to me is that the people really loved me, uh, mm. and I felt that love from them. And mm. there, there's where I really received Christ. Uh, you know, I felt a call into the ministry, started pursuing uh, ministry, uh, and uh, actually ended up becoming assistant pastor of that church. I was there for about 10 years and uh, served there, and then um, ended up moving to Florida, uh, finished my degree, um, Bachelor of Arts degree uh, at Southeastern University, and then I uh, uh, called into the ministry, of course, at at very early age, and uh, married my wife, Holly, and we took our first position as a staff uh, pastor, and I was a school administrator. Uh, in the Church of God, mm. and then we pastored in several different places over the years, um, in Maine, in Florida, in Missouri, uh, in just many, many places, and and then we planted the church here in uh, Fishers, Indiana, uh, about 15, 16 years ago. 
so we left the denomination. I, I had a real revelation during those years of, uh, of prosperity and, and mm-hmm. more of the word of faith uh, movement. Uh, and just really uh, just felt that, man, that, that was just, you know, where we were at. So, so that's kind of my story in a nutshell. And um, it was a very legalistic, we were in a very legalistic denomination mm. and it was totally, uh, you know, get saved every week. <laughs> just about, <laughs> you know, you kind of, you kind of, you preach for the altar call every week then, and that people would come up and rededicate their lives and get mm. saved again. Yeah. So, a lot of a lot of law, just a lot a lot of law. Yeah, wow. Grace is so freeing. I mean, tell us a little bit about the difference between pastoring under grace and pastoring under legalism. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, it, it part of the part of it is 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 people that are in religion and, and, and they're good people. I mean, I mean, I was a good person. I felt like, I mean, I treated people right. I, yeah. I did have a relationship with the Lord, but, uh, but really to really have a, a understanding of grace, it's almost like a revelation because not everybody gets it. And, and uh, you know, I know that I have lost people over the message of grace because mm-hmm. It just couldn't couldn't get it, but the the ones that do get it, and you you see the change or the aha moment in their life, and instead of telling them what they're not and what they they need to be, I, I tell them who they are. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And and that makes a difference, man. Because when people understand who they are, in fact, you know, I very seldom have an altar call in my church anymore. I mm. I just I. I it to me, it's it's something that you know. I, I want people, of course, to come to the knowledge of Christ, mm-hmm. but I do more of a confession at the end of my sermon. And the reason I do that is because I want to have people understand who they are, and uh, you know, and that God is for them and not against them. Yeah. And uh, that's and that's, good. that's probably one of the biggest things I see is is that change of. Uh, of thinking that I have to, you know, preach at people uh, instead of preach, you know, to them the good news message. And and it makes a difference in the lives of people because it is freeing. And, and we've seen so many people get free of bondages and hangups and, and, mm. and just habits that they've had because, you know, when they know how much God loves them, they have a real understanding of that. And they begin to really know that they are righteous and there's nothing they can do about it. They're righteous no matter what. <laughs> so it just makes such a difference, man, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, walk us through the the confession that you do at the, at the end of your um, service. Well, you, you know, it, it's probably related to what I'm teaching that day. So, so mm. if, if I'm, if I'm teaching, uh, Let's say say I'm 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 teaching on uh, your righteousness. I I will just go through a series of confessions, saying, "Hey, I, I want you to you know you know speak out today. I want you to confess this out of your mouth. You know, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You know, uh, grace has made me right. You know, I received the grace of God into my life fully and abundantly. So I will just go off of what I'm teaching that day." And just allow them to confess that because here's the thing, man. 
people, you know, uh, actually, I'm going to be teaching this this week. Um, People that hear the grace message at times feel like, well, I don't have to do anything. Mm. And uh, your grace covers it all. Mm-hmm. Well, it is true that grace covers it all, right. but it's, it, that's our salvation. But at, at, at the same point, you know, we have to work with grace. Mm-hmm. We, we right. allow grace to work in our lives. And so we have to, to, um, to uh, minister alongside of grace. So, so to me, you know, uh, speaking the word and confessing the word and, and knowing who you are in Christ Jesus and knowing you're standing in Christ and, you know, knowing that you're not trying to get healed, but you are the healed of the Lord. I mean, that's a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so if I'm teaching on healing, I, I will just, you know, hey, listen, you know, it's not that I'm trying to get it. It's that I've already received it by grace. And now my faith appropriates what I receive. My, my faith responds to what I receive. So, so we're going to confess today, you know, I am the healed of the Lord. By his stripes, I am healed. Ah, yes. You know? And so it, it's something that it changes your whole mindset. And I think the whole mindset, the renewing of the mind is, is part of that process. And I mm-hmm. think part of the process of renewing the mind is you have to speak what God says about you. You know, Paul said, um, I labor more abundantly than them all. Exactly. So, right, as a response, exactly. he said, not not I, but the grace of God in me. Yeah, and, and that's when I'm, uh, you know, we're going to a, a grace conference, and that's my opening scripture. That's what I'm, I'm teaching on. So so I, I think that, you know, people that come into grace and uh, they, they sometimes adapt a mindset that, Oh yeah, well, I'm, it's all grace now. Uh, you, no, nothing is on my part, and uh, you know, it, it says grace teaches us. Yes, and so you have to cooperate with the teaching. That's so good, man. I, so I have, good. It, I can show you how to do something, but if you don't cooperate with what I'm showing you, it's not going to do you any good, man. Mm. It's, it's like, okay, you know. So uh, it's like I love to fly. I really, you know, it's one of my, my hobbies. I, I really enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I've had lessons. And, and the thing is, you know, uh, when I when I got into a plane, I remember one one uh, instructor I had was kind of a, a much older guy and he was a little bit crusty. And so I, I jumped in the pilot seats and, you know, I turned to him and he looked at me and said, what do you want to learn today? And I said, whatever you want to teach me. <laughs> And he said, well, you're going to do good. Mm. And I thought about that, man. And I thought about when that applies to grace. I said, what, what do I want to learn from grace? Whatever grace wants to teach me. Man, that's so good. That's you know, good, man. But, but if, I, if I'm not teachable, if, if I feel like, well, I've got, I've got all this now, man, so I don't have to do anything. You know, I'm just gliding through this. Jesus has paid the price. And he has. He's paid everything for us, man. Yeah. But at the same point, I've got to cooperate with what he's paid. Yeah, that's practical, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, my, my soul, man, my mind, will, and emotions, that, that's always subject to this world, always subject to, you know, I, I say carnal, carnal thinking is just thinking like the world. And mm. when we're living in this earth suit, we've got this, this soul rim, we've got these emotions, and we've got this mind, 
You know, that mind is constantly having to be renewed to what God's word says about me. Because we, we, you know, we have a defeated foe and the only power the enemy has is the power of suggestion, right? So, but he's going to suggest to you things. Mm-hmm. And, and unless you, you come back and Jesus set the greatest example of all, Jesus came back and he said to the enemy, it is written. And what, what he challenged Jesus was with his sonship. He says, if you be the son of God, yes. and that's, that's the same thing that he challenges us with on a daily basis. If we're not quick to have that word in our thought, have that word in our mind is our sonship, because he wants us to go back under a slave mentality, a fear mentality, instead of being a son. That's so good. Yes, we are sons, man. Amen. <laughs> what, what a difference it is to be a son. Ooh. Uh, and whom the awful. sun sets free is free indeed, man. It's freedom when you get that revelation, man. When when you have that true revelation, there's just a uh, such a freedom and grace, man. I mean, I sleep much better at night. Uh, you know, I, I'm not laying down at night thinking, man, did I miss something today? Yeah. No. You know, I mean, even, even man, you know, if if I do miss something, grace has been covered. That's right. And, yeah, and it makes up for our weaknesses. It does. And and that's where we're strong. See, that's where, man, that's where we're strong at. Yeah, that, yeah. Paul said, what, what did he say? Let, um, when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. His strength is made perfect in weakness. I may be botching the scripture up, but that part of it's right. <laughs> his, no, it's, his strength right. is made perfect in our weakness, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, what happens, man, when, when we think we got a handle on it, uh, you know, that's pride and, mm-hmm. and, and pride is really not receiving the, the full finished work of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Self-righteousness. Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah. Pharisee prayed. I, I, <clears throat> I thank you that I'm not like other men. <laughs> you know, right. Right. <laughs> and not like this this uh, heathen that I'm standing next to. This other yeah, guy was praying. Here, yeah, right. the publican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and the publican smote himself on the his, his chest and he said, "Be merciful to me, O God." You know. And, yeah, be merciful to be a sinner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. and, and he went down to the house righteous man. Right, and, right. Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing thing. I I. Uh, you know, every morning I try to put out a little devotional um, on my Facebook page. And, uh, you know, this morning I, I, I said, you know, here's some good news that while we were yet sinners, God loved us. Yes. And, and if you get if you get a revelation of that, <laughs> it's like mm. what I used to think, well, I was sinning. God didn't love me. You know, <laughs> right. I, I, I thought he hated me. I thought he was so mad at me. I thought he was ticked off at me. Yeah. And, and, and it just says, while we were yet sinners, God loved us. Right. Now, that's some unconditional love right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was taught, man, that when you sin as a believer, you don't lose your relationship, but you lose your fellowship. And that, mm. that, that your righteousness is, you don't lose it, but it's short circuited. <laughs> well i was taught man that that if you sin if you you're just you're out of it you're totally you got to totally mm. repent 
totally get back in. But but the problem is, man, I'd be repenting about 30 times a day. <laughs> man, me too, man. I'm repenting all the time, man, confessing my sins all the time. Man, yeah. what what good news when you realize that Jesus took all your sins, past, present, and future, 2,000 years ago on the cross, man. Thank you, Lord. It, it, is is that just almost like too good to be true news? Yeah, I mean, man. And it's, some people can't handle it, man. Oh, I, it's oh, too easy. They, it can't be that easy, some people say. Yes. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, man. You know, the, the flesh, the carnality side of us is always prone to work. It, mm. It's always prone to, to uh, you know, I, I got to get my hands on this. I've got to do something. You know, it, it, it can't be that easy. It can't be that good. I've, I've got to perform some way. Right. And, and, mm. and if people aren't careful, even with the grace message, they'll fall back into that performance mode. I, I've seen mm. it. I, I've seen where, because it, it's just like, you know, we almost feel like we have got to add something to this or we've got to do something. And, um, and, and there's, there's a difference between performing and cooperating. Mm. You know, performance is out of the flesh, cooperating is out of the spirit. Oh, that's good, man. That is good. Say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> I said performance is, performance is out of the flesh and cooperation is out of the spirit. That's so good. Yeah. yeah I, I, I want to cooperate with grace. You know, I, I, and, and that's even my weakest moments. You know, I want to cooperate and say, no, no, even there, grace is stronger. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's spirit directed living, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I say the apex of, of, uh, Paul's writings, uh, in Romans. And I think Romans is probably one of the greatest books he, he'd written, but the apex is Romans eight, you know, beginning with no condemnation, ending with no separation. And then mm, everything that's is, good. is spirit life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's living out of the spirit and, and that we are the sons of, we're adopted, we're sons of God. And that, you know, that, 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 you know, no matter what's going on in our life, because of that, we know everything's working for the, for our good. You know, we realize that now because we're, we're no longer working on our own. We're, we're in grace. We're cooperating with the Holy Spirit in our lives. And, and uh, man, it's, it's just, uh, it's just an awesome, awesome apex of grace to me. Yeah. Yeah, man, that that is so good. You know, the the church that sinned the most in the New Testament was the, the Corinthian church. Yes, and Paul didn't one time ask them to confess their sins. He always pointed them to their identity. Isn't like, that good? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I say those crazy Corinthians, man. Those crazy, those <laughs> yeah. crazy charismatic Corinthians, right? Right, so, man. It was, <laughs> a guy would sleep with his father's wife, stuff like that. Yeah, man. And and you know, Paul was just so good about you know pointing them to Christ and pointing them to their identity, and and uh, and and that's what we do as pastors now. You know, we used to be pointing them to their sin. Well, you know, they already know they're sinning. That's yeah, not like, exactly. You know, they don't need to be reminded of that. They right. need to be reminded of their righteousness. Right, right. Talk about the righteousness of God. I mean, you've mentioned that a couple of times. What does it mean to be 
uh, right with God? Do you work? Wow. Do you work for it? Do you, what, what do you have to do to, to be made righteous? Only thing you have to do is believe. Hmm. You know, it's like like you know, uh, Peter told uh, or Paul told the Philippian uh, jailer. Uh, Paul said, "Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou will be saved." Mm-hmm. And that saved salvation includes, you know, security, uh, prosperity, uh, perseverance. It, all, all of that wholeness is in that word. So, one of the greatest revelations I think I, I really had, well, a couple of them on unrighteousness, was one on on Jesus when he was teaching on the Holy Spirit. And he said that the the Holy Spirit came to uh, convict the world, you know, and um, and uh, he came to to give give righteousness, mm-hmm. and he and he came to uh, uh, what's the third one? I'm I'm thinking there. Uh, came and, to and, con- and, convince and the world of of, of uh, sin, righteousness, and judgment. Yes, of judgment. Yes. And and as I, I I received that, you know, th- the sin was the sin of unbelief. Yes, Be- because all sin has its roots in unbelief, and so the the Holy Spirit has come to vic- convict us of one sin, not sins, but one sin, and that is the unbelief. Yes, <laughs> that's, yes, that's what it is, you know. And and then he's he's come to convict us of righteousness, mm-hmm. that that now you believe you are righteous. Your spirit is holy. It's not I'm trying to get holy. It's not about what I wear on the outside. It's not about any of those things. It's about what's happened to me in my spirit man. And my spirit man has been made totally righteous. And then he's, the judgment is because the enemy is being judged. Not us. Jesus took mm-hmm. the judgment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's one of the greatest revelations, because I always thought, well, the Holy Spirit's convicting me. No, my conscience was convicting me. The Holy Spirit was telling me I'm righteousness, and my <laughs> flesh, yeah. my, my carnal nature was telling me, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. So so it, it wasn't had anything to do with the Holy Spirit. It was my own consciousness, which which wasn't right, because I didn't know what God had did, has done for me on the cross. Mm-hmm. That's good. And because I didn't know that, I, I was convicting myself, and it wasn't the Holy Spirit at all. Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit just convicts us of righteousness. You know? So good. And, and then I think, you know, um, I didn't do anything to, to, to earn this. Right. And righteousness. And Jesus didn't do anything to earn my sin. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. You know? But he took my sin— that yes. I may take righteousness. Yes. And to me, that is like, Al, that is, Pastor Al, that is, that is so, so mind-blowing, man. Yeah, yeah. What, I, I call it the great exchange, right? Exactly. He took what we, what he didn't deserve, and we got what we didn't deserve. We got his righteousness. He took our sin in exchange for our uh for righteousness, man, and yes. we are the righteousness of God in Christ. And when you receive this gift of righteousness, along with the abundance of grace, what happens? You oh, ran, man, you, you reign, reign in life, man. You reign in life, victorious, and yes, victoriously. 
without effort, man. No, and, effortless. And because, <laughs> because, yeah, I always said the anointing is sweatless, right? Sweatless. Yeah, and, and, love it. And that's what we have now in, in our in our lives. We have a sweatless anointing because we're not working for it anymore. You know, I mean, we just believe what what it says, and we receive receive it, and it is ours. It, it's already in us. It's it's already you know within our spirit, man. And um, you know, our spirit is as righteous as as Jesus's spirit. The Bible says, "Just as He is." So am I in this yes, world. Yes, as he is, so, so are we. Man, isn't it a wonderful thing to know that the Father loves us as much as he loves Jesus? Yes. Yeah, and, and you know, I think mm. Joseph Prince pointed it out, and I always thought it was so good. When John was writing his gospel, John, you know, several times throughout the gospel said, the disciple that Jesus loved. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. he was so aware of how much Jesus loved him. And I, I think that's what grace does for you. Because before it was how much God doesn't like me, how much upset he's with yeah. me. But now that I've received this grace, I found out how much he really loves me, man. Mm. It's like, actually, he loves me more than you, Al. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I'm, no, man. No, he 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 loves you, man, a whole lot. But I'm his fra- I'm his favorite. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, she is that she is that good though, and and we celebrate yeah. it, it because because it changes so many things in our lives, and especially you know here here's the big thing. I mean, people that come into grace and they come into this message fresh. I mean, they don't have the baggage a lot that religious people had because, you know, I had baggage, man. I have a lot of religious teaching and, and stuff that, that really I had to, I had to, man, it just blew me out of the water and it, it changed my ministry so much. My approach to ministry, my mm-hmm. approach to people, my approach to teaching, uh, that, that it, it just radically changed everything. Not everybody gets that because because there's so many that are still in the charismatic movement, and and religion is a powerful thing because it feeds your ego, mm-hmm. it, it it feeds your flesh, it you know it it really makes you uh, almost self righteous, of course. Yeah. Uh, and, and to receive that that change, uh, that's why I say it's almost like a rhema thing. Um, it is. You it, have to get it by revelation, right? Yes. Yeah. And because. You know, I know so many people that have told me that once they got a revelation of this pastors, especially once they got a revelation and they started teaching in in their church, that they lost a lot of people, mm-hmm. that, that people just couldn't come along with them. Yeah, I lost a few. Yeah, which is a sad thing. It is. Because, uh, uh, you know, because, because uh, you know, there's there's a... Uh, I don't know if you've heard of this. I, I'm sure you have, but the, the Third Great Awakening? No. Uh, the Third Great Awakening, basically, you know, we saw the during the, the, the First Great Awakening, the Holy Spirit being poured out. Then then again, in the 1900s, you know, we, we saw um, the Holy Spirit being poured out at Zuzu Street and mm-hmm. all the stuff and the charismatic movement. Well, now they're talking about and many believe we're in the third great awakening, and I, it, it is the awakening of grace. 
Mm. And, and what's happening is that this message is, is allowing people to really know, I mean, those who have not discovered how much God loves them, those who not discovered the finished work of Christ, mm-hmm. it is now allowing people to really hear a message that is pure, unadulterated, and not religious. And for the people that haven't come to that experience yet, it is, it is like, it, it is so much easier to receive Christ, which it should have been all, all along right. uh, w- without the hangups of religion and, and the do's and the don'ts and, you know, if only, and if not all those things. And so uh, there, there's just seems to be a, a more of an awakening to God's grace than ever before. And, and a real uh, acceleration of the gospel of grace into people's hearts, because all of a sudden, you know, those that heard about Jesus heard about, you know, him really heard about it from a religious perspective. And I think many people were turned off. Mm. Many people were turned off. And now there's this fresh awakening to what the true gospel is. And I think many people are going to be turned on. Yeah. So, so good, man. Well, hey, man, I'm not going to hold you any longer, but I do want you to talk about your school, the the Karis Bible School that you host there in uh, Fishers. And Fishers, yeah. if, in case you don't know, is a suburb of Indy, Indianapolis, Indiana. A- absolutely. Well, uh, Andrew Womack uh, in his ministry has been a big impact in our life. After Joseph Prince, uh, I, I discovered Andrew through my mother-in-law, actually. Mm. Uh, and uh, Andrew's a very balanced grace teacher, very balanced in grace and faith. And and I really, you know, a lot of his teachings went along with some of mine that, uh, especially body, soul, spirit, I, I taught that for years, but didn't have mm-hmm. a complete reflection on it until I heard Andrew. But Andrew has a Karis Bible College. It's located in Woodland Park. It's a uh, actually a three-year program, uh, two years, then they have a third year as a, kind of a ministry business track and even a political track. Uh, but he has extension campuses across the United States, and we happen to uh, host one of those campuses. My wife, Holly, is the director of it, uh, and it, it is an awesome, awesome school. Um, it allows uh, people to come in uh, on a two-year track. They can go part-time or full-time. And they're really the only, the only um, you know, book they have is the Bible. And so the, the teachings are teachings on grace and uh, just, just the, the whole grace message uh, over a two-year platform. And so people are being fed the word daily. And we have a hybrid. Uh, it's a hybrid program where uh, you study online, but you come twice a month, two Saturdays a month. Mm, um, okay. And uh, it's like from nine in the morning to three, we receive live teaching from Colorado. Andrew will teach, uh, you know, Arthur Minchez, several other people out there will teach. And then we'll have special guests come in during the year. Uh, and it, 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 it's just, it'll, it'll change people's lives. I mean, we are just seeing, people really changed. Um, and a lot of them are not like called into a, a pulpit ministry or called into a, you know, as an evangelist, evangelistic ministry. But many of these people are just people that want to grow in grace and serve better in their local church. And so, so they come and, and they, their, their lives are just changed. It, it's an awesome, awesome program. That's awesome. How can people enroll? 
they can go to Karis Bible College. I believe it's karisbiblecollege.org. And uh, they can uh, look up the Indianapolis campus there and they can enroll there. We're actually, uh, I'm not sure when this is going to be aired, uh, Pastor Al, but July 23rd, we're having a Karis Day. Uh, and that is from like uh, 10, uh, 12, 12 noon to 2 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So uh, at our campus here in, a, in our location here in Fishers, uh, they look up Discovery Church. We have a, a link on there, Discovery Church, Fishers, Indiana. Uh, that's our church I pastor and founded. Uh, or they can just go to karisbobcollege.org uh, and they can look up uh, the information and, and uh, they can enroll there. Okay, awesome. We'll, we'll put a link to that in the show notes, as well as we'll put links on how you can connect with Pastor Pastor Steve, his website is MacintoshMinistries.com. He's also on Facebook, so we'll put those links, um, the Facebook link, his website link, um, or his website URL in the show notes. And what else? Oh, you've got a book, 365 Days of Grace, a devotional. Oh, yeah. 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 And you, yeah, can get, you, know. you can get that on Amazon. Yes, you can get it on Amazon under Stephen McIntosh or look up 365 Days of Grace. And um, it has been, it was such a blessing to compile that, but I am just getting such great reviews. Uh, some lady the other day uh, had it and she took a clip on it, put it on Facebook and just said how much it encouraged her that day. It was just the word she needed. So it, it's just chock full of uh, 365 Days of Grace, man. So I believe it'll bless people. Oh, yes. It's blessing my wife. She's reading it every day. I I think she stopped reading my devotional and switched over to yours. (laughs) No, man. Uh, Well, you guys are such a blessing, Pastor Al. Thank you for your ministry and for your heart and for your time. Uh, You are a true friend in Christ, and we love you guys very, very much. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. That was some really, really good stuff. Before I let you go, would would you pray? Yes, be glad to. Father, we uh, we thank you today. We thank you for uh, Pastor Al, his ministry. Uh, we thank you for our connection, God. We thank you for our friendship. Most of all, we thank you for grace. Yes, uh, it has changed our lives, and and we pray that this message will change so many lives, God. That as people open up their heart and open up their mind and and receive the finished work of Jesus. All that he's provided for them is already done. They just receive it by faith. They, they reach out by faith. They receive it. And uh, Lord, we thank you for those that will be hearing this broadcast today. God, may that special anointing uh, just be upon their hearts to, to allow this grace to come into their lives and change them forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, my brother. Love you, man. Have a Jesus-filled day, brother. Love you. Amen. You You too. Bye-bye, everybody. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for the Living by Grace podcast. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, totally righteous, and destined to win because of Jesus. Have an amazing day.